Hi, mate. Welcome to Indie Spunk. This is the place where emerging filmmakers can roll up their sleeves, get strategic, and create career-changing work from script to screen. Hosted by yours truly, Izzy Stevens. I'm an actor, award-winning indie filmmaker, coach, and an Aussie in LA. And here, you'll uncover your road ahead so you can get more stories funded, filmed, and celebrated. From building connections, pitching, crowdfunding, festivals, publicity, and creative entrepreneurship, of course, with a healthy dose of industry special guests, we talk about it all. And I get pretty honest about my experiences in the industry too. The good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) So if that sounds like your jam, I'm really glad you're here. Let's dive in. Do you get annoyed at this phrase, why don't you just make your own work? Okay. We are told this all the time as creators, as actors especially, we get told this all the time, um, and filmmakers and, you know, basically all of us, why don't you just make your own work? It's so easy now. You've got your iPhone, you've got access to technology. You should just make your own work. First of all, one of my biggest issues is with the word just because, oh my gosh, could you be more reductive? (laughs) I feel like this is so um, devaluing to the work of filmmakers and actors, first of all. Uh, And it probably sounds counterintuitive that I would say this because, hey, I'm a filmmaker's coach. (laughs) I I help people make films. And so, of course, I would probably... You know, you might think I'd stand here and say, no, you should. You should totally do it. You should totally make your own work. I have a problem with the word should. I have a problem with the word just. I feel like they're reductive and they're also guilt-ridden. So here's your permission slip. And this is what I want to talk to you about today. Here's your permission slip to not just make your own work. Don't do it. That doesn't sound fun to me. That sounds like it is coming out of obligation. It is also coming from a place of external validation. And, you know, psychologically speaking, we don't need that. But artistically speaking, what a terrible place to come from. That is what we're going to talk about today. Quick life update for you, though. My brother and his beautiful wife, Cheryl, just had their baby. And my nephew, Leon, is so beautiful and perfect. I'm very emotional. I, if you have hung out with me at all in the past week, I've been sharing videos and photos. I'm truly that auntie, but I'm just thrilled. I'm thrilled to be an auntie. I'm ready for this role, Leon. You've got me in your back pocket. Like I'm your gal. So (laughs) so happy for my brother, Josh and Cheryl, but I get to go and meet Leo in, um, in late June when I'm going over there simply to meet him. It also happens to be around the time of my 30th birthday. And my family's like, oh, we're going to celebrate your birthday. I'm like, no, I'm just here to meet my nephew. I don't care about my birthday. My birthday present is this perfect little baby. Also fun update, Microbudge Bootcamp, the introduction class is happening very, very soon. And registration for that free class is closing soon. The free class is called Money Doesn't Make Your Film. And the link is in the show notes, or you can go to indiespunk.com slash bootcamp. Now, again, it might be like, wait a second, Izzy, you started this episode telling me not to make my own work, which is confusing because I'm listening to your podcast. I don't know. I'm just imagining this is what you're saying. Listening to your podcast because I want to make a film. And if you do, fantastic. But if you don't, just don't do it. And here's why. As an audience, we have shorter and shorter attention spans. We are in a constant updated cycle, right? The cycle is updating. It's exhausting. We're constantly able to refresh and see like hundreds, thousands of new posts, new videos, new things to see, new content. Sidebar, I really don't 
like the word content. I had a, a very close, wonderful girlfriend of mine introduce me as uh, a coach who helps actors and filmmakers make content last week. And I, I was like, hold on, I got to nip this in the bud. No, nope, I don't make content. <laughs> I kind of hate that word because I think that it also devalues the work of filmmakers. Anyway, I don't want to be on my high horse too much. I'll get off my soapbox, but I do think that content is different to films. Content comes into play. So of course I'm not completely against it, but I just feel like filmmaking is its own thing. And this is a way for me to circle back to the point that if you are being told you should just go make your own film, I'm giving you a permission slip. Don't do it. If you want to stand out in a crowded industry, making a film takes more than just shooting it on an iPhone just because you can. I am not saying that you can't use an iPhone to shoot a film. You absolutely can. Steven Soderbergh and many other directors have shown us that they can do phenomenal things with the work of an iPhone. And we have access to greater and greater technology that is more accessible to us. It's more accessible than ever before. And it is going to get even more accessible as the years go on. That is not, again, a reason to do it. That is not a reason to make your own film. And if you're an actor going, yeah, but everyone's telling me that I need good footage. You don't, you absolutely don't need good footage to get a role. You need a great self tape. You need a couple great self tapes, that's it. And you certainly do not need to pay thousands of dollars to get a fake reel put together. And if you have, no worries, don't feel bad, but like, don't do it if you haven't done it. It's not worth the money. They don't look good. It's just not worth it. Uh, that is my personal opinion. Haters, please don't come at me about this. It's just a fact. Those reels, they just don't look good. Making a film isn't easy. It's not something that you just do, especially when you consider the pressure of making something that resonates with an audience and authentically showcases your talent and your perspective. This means that you need to captivate people pretty quickly. And honestly, as I mentioned, we all now have this unconscious demand that everything looks and sounds pristine. It just has to. So snapped together filmmaking isn't gonna get you anywhere and loveless filmmaking isn't gonna get you anywhere. But experimentation and curiosity is what is impactful to the creative process than the need to make something to prove yourself or satisfy someone else. Mark my words. I wonder if you've heard of the paperclip test, which is essentially this creativity experiment where a group of people are given a paperclip and told to write down as many uses as they can think of for that paperclip in a short span of time, like two to five minutes. The first five to 10 ideas that everyone comes up with are the exact same. This is true of filmmaking as well. Those first five to 10 ideas they're not interesting, they're not new. There's nothing idiosyncratic about them, right? But when you, when you start moving beyond that, that's when it gets a little bit more interesting, when you have to start thinking innovatively, when you have to start using your own flair on things, your, your own spin on things, where you use that authentic individuality that you have to create something new. And I'm going to tell you, and you know this if you've made a film before, that place is not an easy place to move through. When things start getting sticky, when things feel stuck, when your creative ideas feel like they're not in flow, many of us put judgment on that and think, oh, if it's not flowing, it's not good. But I'm here to tell you that that's when the good stuff starts happening, when it gets hard. That persistence is what makes something different, unique, special. That curiosity that you're bringing to the table is actually 
your superpower. So if you're just going, here I use the word again, if you're if you're saying, I just need to make my own work, I just need to make my own film, coming from that place, you're likely going to create something that is made, been made before, or that's a little bit like same, same. Now, I'm not saying the, because I've said, I've talked a lot about this before where I have had creatives come to me and say, oh, is my idea good enough? Mostly, it's not really about the idea per se, because yeah, we've heard this, every story has been told before. It's not necessarily about the idea. It's about the way that you're executing it. And if you were to just move really quickly through the project and just get it made because you think that's what you need to do and there's not a lot of curiosity in there or there's no real reason that you have to make the film other than external validation, it's likely not going to give you the results that you're looking for. So that's why I'm saying just don't just make your own film. But if you're called to make a film, please don't let the height of the mountain stop you. You just got to start walking. When you look up and you see the height of that mountain and you really consider what you're looking for in this project, you can get overwhelmed and you probably don't want to start walking because you're like, why would I even bother? That's so high. I can't get there. The trick is to just focus on the step that you're taking right now. What is that first step? Filmmakers often come to me and ask, what's my first step? How do I get going? Which is why I'm excited to have this class next week um, or whenever you're listening to this, registration does close soon. But that is what I'm going to be teaching you in my free masterclass, Money Doesn't Make Your Film. And I think that money is actually the thing that everyone thinks is their barrier. Like, how am I supposed to make a film? It's so expensive. I can't do it. And so that is what I'm trying to demystify and also give you actionable steps to take towards making your project because money isn't the thing that makes your film. I mean, you can't put money on the table and then see a film manifest from that. It takes locations. It takes people. It takes equipment. It takes, you know, nurturing ideas. It takes development it takes a whole bunch of other stuff resourcefulness it takes your spunkiness hey spunks (laughs) it takes you being plucky and experimental for you to be able to make a project and none of those things actually truly require money sometimes you might need some money and yeah money helps it's great it's helpful but it's not the thing that makes the film and when you get out of that mindset you can start getting into your curiosity and you can start using your resources to make the film. So I'm actually going to give you some tips and tricks and and some guidance on actually what to do if you're like, I have a limited budget, I have a limited time, I want to make something, especially with what's going on right now in the industry. We're striking, things are happening, it's a little bit stressful. I know a lot of people are going, oh my God, what am I going to be doing for the next couple of months whilst the unions are really trying to figure this stuff out? You can make your own work which contradicts absolutely the title of this podcast, why you shouldn't make your own film. But <laughs> but essentially, we do want you to follow your curiosity. If it's not a film you want to make, make something else, get busy, keep your curiosity alive. Whatever is calling you is the thing to put your attention towards. I just don't want you to do anything for the reason of external validation, for the reason of quote unquote industry success, because that is empty. That pot of gold at the end of the rainbow has nothing in it. And something I didn't mention, but I think is really important to remember is that a film takes vulnerability. I've talked about curiosity a lot. I've likely used the word experimentation. And if I haven't, it does. <laughs> it is something that's really important to get experimental so that you can be someone that holds that paperclip and goes, hey, I know exactly what to do with this. It's something that no one's ever thought of before. And it relates to me. We want you to have that experience with your film. And that does take vulnerability. That does take experimentation. 
that is the kind of creativity that's going to satisfy you. Not, oh, I hope I get seen for X, Y, and Z because of this project. We, of course, that, that big picture plan comes into it. We want to be making something that does positively impact you and the trajectory of your career. But if you're only looking through that lens, then you can probably save your time. In 2014, I wrote, produced, and directed a dark comedy thriller with a $0 budget, which went on to be chosen for Cinema Australia's Sunday Shorts program. Zero budget. Then in 2017, I wrote, directed, and produced a guerrilla style psychological thriller short film called Phenomena, and that screened on ABC and landed me on the cover of magazines. And in November of 2020, I went from script to screen in under four weeks with a crew of filmmakers who were total strangers until I hired them in pre-production. And that film is called Seafoam. It's now been screened internationally at some of the world's top genre film festivals, and it's still circulating festivals and gaining press today. But... This, none of this was like a simple path for me. It wasn't some kind of simple path to success, yeehaw. (laughs) It was also not a story where I tell you there's a one size fits all approach to every film, but this is the story of how I developed a process for making successful short films in small timeframes with baby budgets. I am going to teach you those tools in my micro budget bootcamp. You're invited to the intro class. Come along. It's happening very soon. Registration closes soon. So you can log on and um, come and join me. But the thing that I want to say about that is all of the films that I just mentioned to you that I that I made, they all had a different kind of blueprint. For some, I had a little bit more of a budget than others. For some, I had zero budget, but more time. For some, I had literally no time. Like I have kind of done it all. And so I'm going to teach you how I've done that and how you can replicate it for your own particular project, your own particular resource capability. And I know that this stuff is important because I know there are so many people that feel really limited by what they have at their disposal or what they think they have at their disposal. But I'm here to tell you, you have everything you need And before I sign off today, I want to circle back to something that I mentioned earlier, which is that when the ideas get hard, right, when it feels like we're not in flow and we have this belief that the if the ideas aren't flowing and if the situation is getting harder, therefore the idea must not be good or the project should be thrown away or put aside or there's something that's not working. The persistence, the sticking with it, the staying in it that is where the magic happens. If things are going badly, (laughs) funnily enough, it actually usually means that things are going well. There is a little bit of a mindset trick to kind of switch around here because we feel like our mental difficulty means that we should take a break and put it down. Next time you're feeling that way about an idea you have, See if you can stick with it. See if you can give a little bit of leeway, a little bit of generosity to yourself. See if you can put aside that judgment and really live in the problem. Living in the problem, or you might like to say living in the question is how you're going to get the answers. So ask yourself what question you would like the answer to and sit in that and let that percolate. Do a little free writing, move through it because that stickiness is kind of an indicator that you're on the right track. All right, a short and sweet one today to encourage you to really consider what your goals are, what you truly want to do. Filmmaking is not for everyone, but if you're curious and you're like, no, I really do want to figure this out. I really do want to try this. And maybe I've been scared before, or maybe you've made something before that you weren't so happy with, that didn't feel exciting to you, that you felt like fell flat a little bit or didn't have that kind of response that you were looking for. 
this is a really great time to get experimental. It's a great time to get curious. It's a great time to come along to my class next week. I'm really excited to host you and have you and share with you all the things that have helped me make my films before. I'll see you around the bend. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Bye, mate. And that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for trusting me as you grow that career up and up and up. And if you're curious about coaching, head to the link in my show notes. You can get info, apply and grab a complimentary chat with me. I'd love to meet you. You can also snag a free copy of my script to screen roadmap. And of course, make sure you head over to the Indie Spunk IG for even more good shit. Stay spunky and I'll see you soon.